1: Fox Sports, you are listening
2: to the Quick Snap Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Quick Snap Podcast. Today is the final ever 2020 season game review. Now, I didn't know where I was going there, if I'm honest. It went final ever and kind of went there. I, I, uh, I was did wonder where yeah, you were I, going. I, I was yeah. like, is this ending? <laughs> 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 so are we won and done. I mean, that would have been great. So This weekend was come off the back. Perfect. um, Yeah, perfect. This, it was like the bit, the bit built up to be the biggest matchup. that It was going like, you know, the current uh, legend in the making against the legend of the NFL. There was these stars that have come back to play with Tom Brady against the ultimate stars, like offense. There was the two head coaches who were both, you know, respected in the NFL or clashing. It was great. Tom obviously raised some incredible points last uh podcast which we discussed which he absolutely nailed every single one of them and i and i get it this was amazing for us to all watch however the best part this whole weekend for me was receiving that picture from tom about an hour before the game (laughs) and he was (laughs) cross-legged in his living room on the floor like a five-year-old boy (laughs) absolutely buzzing
1: i was buzzing i'd not (laughs) even drank by that point either (laughs) it
2: was amazing
0: too nervous to drink. That's that's a new level. Of, that's a new level. Bro, I was is still a enough. bit
1: hungover from the night before. To be fair, fair enough. yeah,
2: that's fine. That's
1: fine. To be fair, Tom, good.
2: The fact that you have drank the night before a Super Bowl is is brave.
1: Yeah, I mean, we had like a big quiz going on that night. To be fair, well, not not quiz, like we had like a games night. So I felt like on, I had to on the Zoom. On the Zoom, yeah.
2: Fair play, mate. Fair play. Yeah. This time round, I haven't had any um any Zoom quizzes. I haven't. Really Everyone's bored
0: of Marley, and yeah, we talk enough yeah. on Zoom twice a week to yeah. organize. I, can't anymore.
2: <laughs> I, can't spend, else. I spend my whole day in work on Microsoft Teams calls, and I spend yeah, my so, evenings yeah. with you guys on here. Like, can't be asked going back on the computer to, to no. watch somebody else's face. So, do get of um, it, don't you? You do, you do, gents. We, we will break this game down a million, million ways, but before we do. We 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 are on an NFL podcast. This is because purely because we love the sport, and you guys actually know a lot about it. Um, I'm a guy in the le- in the learning 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 what the actual sport means a little bit. You know, obviously I love watching it, but you know, without knowing the history and things like, you guys know, it's a little bit hollow. Uh, but Scott, tell, tell you know tell the viewers why you didn't watch the game live. Because
1: blasphemy, this because it's
0: a I'm, I'm an I'm an old man who's only twenty. I don't even know how old I am actually. My 28? God knows. I don't even know how old I am. I'm, I'm getting seen now when I'm in my twenties. I couldn't, I, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't stay up and wake up at half six after a four o'clock finish. I couldn't, couldn't think, uh, couldn't make it. But I, uh, I left my phone at home all day. Committed to absolutely nobody speaking to me at work for nine hours, which probably looked a bit of a, I looked a bit of a dick all day. I think. Sat with some headphones in, music on, nothing going on. Absolutely. Wipe from the outside world. And I watched it as if it were live with some buffalo wings some pizza and margaritas. And I, yeah, I give a toast to Tom with some margaritas and some books. I did like that, the job, yeah. Did the job. And you know what? Yeah, I didn't watch it live. I'm sorry. I feel bad. But I did a tequila shot for you guys as punishment, so, you know.
2: I think you should do more than one tequila shot. I mean, there was
0: more than, <laughs> you know, there was more than just that like one tequila shot that I drunk all night. There was quite a few tequilas in those margaritas,
2: so. How are you feeling today? I feel sound.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel I'm, I'm, I'm probably, probably still pissed. I thought but, you were an uh,
1: old man. I thought you couldn't hack it. Yeah, oh, I, can ha- I
0: can hack drinking. I can't hack not sleeping.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: to be yeah. fair, the next day I was surprisingly fresh until about half seven at night when I sat down to do coursework and it just hit me. And I was like, "Oh, this is going to be a hard two hours." Yeah. By half I mean, seven I should, I should last say, night,
1: yeah. I had rewatched the game twice fair
0: play
2: i should say that i did have to. today and then we I was, watched it again today it well. did you <laughs>
1: yeah I've, had the whole, I've got the whole week off to be fair i just take holiday I had holiday days to use up in work i've watched the game four times
0: like no fully didn't fast forward any of the uh crap players yeah watch? it's like the one fully on the sky
1: it? where they'd like they do it like two oh, hours yeah, so exactly. they take out like some of the three and outs as well but they have the majority of every single play of every single drive in there okay
0: Okay. Surely okay. so, you were loving the three and outs, though. That was what. What
1: is more I satisfying?
0: Did... I mean, the Super Bowl win. Yeah, obviously that's amazing. But three and outs against Mahomes constantly must have been. Yeah. Must have been up there. We won at best moments. In I game. think
1: the way they went, the, the way the game went, was probably the one way that nobody saw it going. Like yeah. you know, we said on Thursday we could see a Chiefs blowout if Tampa starts slow. We could see a really close game and either team edging it. But I don't think any of us thought that we'd have a game like that. Where, however, like you.
2: One did. Um, One person did. Anthony Wutton, our special guest.
1: Yeah, that is true. On, he did nail it.
2: He nailed that prediction. He said "Blow, a oh, two-score win, didn't he, for uh, Tampa Bay?
1: Yeah. I he mean, said two interceptions the Mahomes as well.
2: Yeah. Fair, we, fair play you know,
0: we, is, that, was a, that was a bold call, I think. Yeah, fair play. Nailed it. I, the other thing that shocked me, though, I didn't realise. that the first time Mahomes hasn't scored a touchdown? Like... And yeah his entire career
1: <laughs> it's his first double digit loss since he was at texas tech in 2016. and that were cliff kings
0: because i, mean, so I mean, yeah and like it like was that. only
1: his second loss in 447 days like it is outrageous like mm-hmm. it, it, it was a crazy game <laughs> scott the you fourth- mentioned the third down conversions they didn't convert any until like the, the fourth quarter or the end of the third maybe in total he only completed four passes on third down out of 12 and that's usually what they're lethal like one of the points we made on thursday was how tampa struggle a little bit on third down. Ta- third down but how good Mahomes is um yeah. and i think part of it was because so often it was third and long wasn't it it was and even if they did convert a third down they'd get called back for holding so. it, was the,
2: it was the speed they were getting to him it, it was like the, the, the pocket collapsed every single time in like a matter of like milliseconds, he there was had, no pocket. There was no pocket yeah, at all. That's you're right. You're honest. right. Scott. Yeah, you're right. There was no pocket. It was. I I've never seen Mahomes under that much pressure. I know. I know. You've seen him with bad, like tough defenses, and he's grinding out wins before. But that was a different level to anything I've ever seen before. He was, yeah. and on top of that, his skill players were being out, push out the game. They were, obviously, when as soon as they saw Tyreek Hill on a third down. They completely played against them. They brought in extra coverage in the second secondary, and they and they sacrificed that man on the on defensive line because they didn't. They could have played a defensive line of two men, I think, and it would have been fine. Yeah. That that Chiefs' O line was just like tracing paper. Uh, but let's just before we do go into absolutely destroying the Chiefs because it was a meltdown. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes was it injured a little bit, which is a bit grim, and he also he was playing with the disgraceful offensive line. Still, still, what the Bucs did to that Chiefs team was unreal. Like there's still players like Travis Kelsey who barely got moving in the first half. Tariq Hill who had like what 13 yards or something in the first half. It was just like laughable. You know, Patrick Mahomes. I think he had how, how many like, nine completions in the first half. It was just
1: in the insane. first quarter. He was one of seven for three yards. Yeah, that and, that just, and that completion came right part. at the end of the quarter. Yeah. Like right as, at the as, very, yeah. very end.
2: It was just, it was amazing to watch because I've been buzzing for Tom the whole week. <laughs> like for, since the start of the season, I told Tom that the, the books could be in the Super Bowl here. And he was like, nah. I was like, to be fair, when I said it, it was a bit of a, wh- a whim, like, oh, it could happen because Tom Brady and you know yeah. it's written in the stars. Yeah, and and since Tom's negativity, I was like, it's gonna happen, Tom. And <laughs> and then I sat there at like midnight on a Sunday night, thinking this is the greatest thing that could have happened.
1: Um, no, it was it was incredible. Um, like the way the game started, like three and out from the books, that had me concerned. But after that, by half time, once they scored that those points that touched on right before the end of the half, kind of from then, I was. I was pretty confident before the game that they would win anyway um, because of things like the offensive line and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, after after that first-half performance, I was very, very confident and think in games past, I would have been a lot more nervous about it with the way that the Chiefs have been and the fact that they always seem to be able to create some incredible comebacks. Quite yeah. often we see them down, don't, don't we? Like you saw it last year against the Texans in the playoffs. This year, they were down against... Um, the Bills were in the, in the FC Championship yeah. game and just completely stormed past them um, in the end but from what we saw in that first half you, you couldn't see any of that coming like the offence wasn't working um, they didn't seem to want to run the ball at all despite the fact that the books were offering it to them virtually every single time um, and then in that second quarter kind of like the meltdown that you saw from the defence with all the holding penalties, um, pass interference ones, some of them were a little bit dodgy like you can admit that WNG. but that you can only use that as an excuse i think if the game ultimately is close like if the bucks win by a touchdown then you can put blame on the refs but if you lose by 22 points i don't really think that you can do that it's laughable
2: yeah. it's laughable that the chiefs are criticizing refereeing when one of their players was clearly targeting a browns player in the playoffs yeah. and well, they... I mean...
1: That Even last Super Bowl, last Super Bowl, Nick Bosa was getting held on virtually every single play, and there were way more holding call- calls this year that they didn't call um, on 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 Barrett, on JPP, a couple on Nelson. Like there were way more that weren't given. So. I don't think the Chiefs can have any complaints after what the ref did for them yeah. last Super Bowl.
0: That's how that, bad that other line was, though, that they were having to hold and still didn't get a job done. Yeah. Like if you're if you're holding and you still let your guy get past you, then
2: yeah, yeah. you've yeah. fucked it. Fucked, yeah, but the, rea- the reality is though, they ca- they can't complain because Spags definitely said to their players, "Listen, there's been barely any holding calls given this play- these playoffs." hold those players they are too fast to let go past you hold on to them do as much as you can without obviously being obvious but the referees had a full change of like mindset this this game and they were calling every single well not every single one as you said some but all the ones against the receivers any holding out there was being called straight away any interference which is too fair it's You'd like to see a bit of it. Some of it you'd like to see let go a little bit so the game can flow a bit more, but reality is after the first three being called, that should have been it. You should have changed your mindset and said, okay, stop that now. It's not working. Like they're clearly onto you. Stop holding them. Let them go a little bit. Play a bit deeper. There was there was none of that. There was no re, uh, reaction to what was happening.
0: Yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. I mean, you saw, when you saw Tyron Matthew, didn't you? He was at the end of the first half, he was pissed and he was arguing. I, can't, I don't know which coach you're arguing with. I think just he was just having got go at everyone. But uh, and Brady got under his skin a bit, which was a bit, was quite funny. But very he, funny, he was, he was clearly not happy with either game plan with something. He was properly pissed going into half time. And maybe it was that, maybe he's just saying, What are we doing? Why are we still doing this? Like change.
2: But he was the one that's trying to have a pop at Brady first. And Brady is yeah. like, like yeah. yeah, don't go out the goat. <laughs> <laughs> in a Super Bowl yeah, yeah like, what are you doing mate well, he's going to absolutely maul
1: you especially because he kept targeting him after that as well yeah, um, yeah. like I think Gronk's second touchdown came when he was in co- so he's in coverage against against him so,
2: it's definitely he not, him so you
1: definitely don't want to poke the bear do you
2: no
1: no do not want to poke the bear but I think so you were saying there that the Chiefs never really seemed to change anything on defence in terms of like game plan or tactics I was really surprised that Andy Reid never seemed to have any sort of plan B
0: yeah, bad um, game overall. So I
1: even for the first, for the first drive in the second half, they run the ball a couple of times, and Edward Dallaire actually gets some, picks up some decent yardage on it. Yeah, looks like they're going to kind of like stick to it, and maybe that can be their way back into the game. They got held for a field goal ultimately, and the Bucks went and scored another touchdown after that to made the lead, made a lead even bigger. But then there was no attempt to get back into the run at all. Like, yes, the Tampa defense was the best against the run all season long. But they were going about seven yards a run in it the was Super Bowl, off. which is pretty good. They kept playing two two high safeties all throughout the game, inviting them to run, knowing that they could probably stop it with four men. And then obviously David and Devin White swarming. Um, but even then, like even in terms of like the passing game, they never seemed to change anything. They kept trying to wait for something to open up big, but nothing was there because of the two high safeties. And then even when something was taken short. Whether it's Kelsey or Tyreek Kill within the first like ten yards from the line of scrimmage, and um, again the the speed on that defense just they all swarmed the ball yeah. every time yeah. someone was getting tackled. There were three or four people coming around there, and I think usually with with the Chiefs you see a lot more people. I mean, one thing that's kind of annoyed me a little bit is everyone was saying how great the game plan was by Bowles, which it was, but like it's not the first time that has been. Implemented against the Chiefs, so the Bills even tried it. It just didn't. It wasn't executed as well. The Raiders kind of did the same sort of thing when they beat them. The Falcons did something similar. So like, it wasn't something brand new that has never been done to the Chiefs before Wait, uh, that they've not seen.
2: Are you angry that people are praising your defensive coordinator?
1: <laughs> no, but like, the, well, not angry, but That's like it everyone seems kept, like, it. no, but like everyone's saying how like it was like kind of like it's almost like the first time it's ever been done. And so what do you want it's, have, not, it's more just recognition been, it, it was players. just executed. Well the players are getting enough recognition as it is, like they've won the Super Bowl. But like kind of like just the way that the, the Bills tried to do the same thing last week, but they weren't quick enough and their tackling wasn't good enough. So that anytime something was open, um, whether it was short or intermediate, they could take all those yards after the catch. Whereas okay. the Bucks didn't allow that at all, allow that at all. Um so like it wasn't the first time. Has been done, it was just the players executed it. Perfectly. You
0: finding the negative out of the yeah, how are you finding a negative mate. out of this game? <laughs> that's I like
1: can't <laughs> it's not negative, I mean,
2: you've just it... droned on for like three minutes of our lives about how your defensive coordinator wasn't the first person to implement this game plan. But that's or, a fact. yeah, it is, yeah. but sh- you don't. That's like that's okay, like that's like a team winning Super Bowl and go, Yeah, that wasn't off, that wasn't we weren't the first team to do it, <laughs> so so.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think to be fair, Tom, I think what you what you're saying is, and I kind of thought the same sort of thing. Is I'm surprised how I'm surprised how well people like Levante David did in like in, even in coverage. Like, not surprised how, he, how well he is because he's a class player. But he shut down Kelsey, and we kind of think he's not much of a coverage linebacker. So it seemed like yeah, even though the scheme fine, it worked. It was great. What and I get what you mean. Those players like uh, David was class. Okay. Devin White was flying to the ball and actually. Hitting people and it stuck. You see a lot of bad tackling in the NFL sometimes, and yeah. it, the books didn't. They actually wrapped up and they got ball, They got it done. So yeah, I think I get what, what,
1: you, what, what I was trying need. to say was, that, yeah, the players do deserve more the recognition than balls. And whilst balls did call it perfectly, I've said throughout the season, like my biggest frustration midway through before the bye was with Todd Bowles. It was with left, which was with the coaches not changing their game plan week to week and not making any adjustments during the game in the second half of the season since the bye week, they have they've done that virtually every week. They've they've changed, they've made adjustments. But I think for this game in particular, the like the players did everything perfectly. And I think I teams. think yep. you can I think if say if the Chiefs had, had um if both teams would play like a B level, then the Chiefs would win probably ultimately because they'd have better coaching in the first place and like they've got generally like better superstars. Mm-hmm. But because the books obviously played at like an A star level and you had the Chiefs at like a D. Like, <laughs> I obviously, think you, the, the made a huge with that, difference.
0: Though, the weird thing with that, and I think we all said before, obviously, like one of the things we, we mentioned was that if it came out of coaching, you're probably going to give edge to Andy Reid, yeah. enemy, people like that. I think it was a shocker. Like, what was he doing calling time? I know, I know why he did it, but when he was calling timeouts and that, the last drive at the second uh, second quarter. I get he wanted the ball back to try and score before half-time, but... But you don't sheep, do that.
2: You get, don't they, give Brady they would, they would more get time.
1: Yeah. No, but, like, I understand the first, first well? one. The first time the first out was I was when yeah, the they tried... or yeah. all, all, all Tampa tried to do was run the ball. It looked like Tampa were happy to yeah. go into the half, which pissed me off. I me and that. my dad looked at each other and were like, what the fuck is that play call? Cool. Why, Like, <laughs> you've got a minute left, try and score. So, I don't... When they saw that they were just going to run the ball, I don't blame them at all. The bad one no, was no, when joking. it was third and two, like it's only two yards. Like, don't call a timeout when the yeah. offense only needs two yards to go. That was but the one that was, yeah,
0: terrible. especially when they were getting the ball. They were getting ball at the second half kickoff. They were down by a touchdown. Getting the ball first, they could have easily been level within a few minutes. Yeah. yeah. Instead, they gave they gave Tom Brady an extra thirty seconds. He got a touchdown. Yeah, that pretty much killed the game. That in, touchdown in that games.
1: killed like, that, that was like the first yeah. nail in the coffin, I thought. It like... could have
2: been dead earlier on than that because obviously the running, the rushing touchdown that wasn't, Ronald Jones.
1: That wasn't <laughs> I, a touchdown.
2: No, it, I don't think it no, was they... either. I've looked back at it a few times, but I—I simply should have used Thorne there personally. The bigger back, he—he's. He's, before that, or get the Vita.
0: ball to Vita Veya Vita. Vita should have been like Well, Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, well yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, exactly. I just think that was the wrong play. But um, my 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 qualm was with um, the coaches' staff. The fact that they, nobody thought let's not challenge That like even the fact that we were looking at different angles on TV, which they have too. You know, the people that watching the replays for, for them. Not not one replay showed anything. Anywhere near a ball, like the ball was clearly behind like four players' bodies. So why were they challenging that? Like what? Like okay, it turned out irrelevant because Tom Brady. It wasn't was
1: was a bad It wasn't a bad challenge.
2: It was terrible because imagine they hadn't gone back and scored that touchdown that you said at the end of the second quarter, and they just run it out and it played out like that. That would have been vital. That would have been a huge, a huge part of the game.
1: Or even if at the end of that half, the Chiefs hadn't used their timeouts and yeah, the Bucs yeah. needed their timeouts to use, and they had yeah. one less, it's just then, yeah, it could, and they yeah. just had to like, get a field goal maybe instead of a touchdown, then, yeah, it could have made a really big difference. But
2: I think piss-poor challenge in this, this year has been a big thing for coaches. Think, it's a recurring theme. You'd think they'd have, but... with, with the amount of focus that the challenging uh, systems had in over the last two, three years, you'd think, like, You'd have somebody there, like watching the watching the game on TV, like we are. i just going, nah, that nah. Well, most not... of them
0: do. I think it's just the time. They do. Isn't it? They, they, they've only got so much. They've only got 30 seconds, I think, to actually get it in. Or oh, so less play than that. Them, I think. But we knew it, after 30 yeah. seconds. We
2: knew after 30 seconds. We knew after 10 seconds. That's not a challenge. we'll play that. <laughs>
0: like... Oh yeah, it was a bad challenge. Yeah, it was. It was ridiculous. But they do have somebody watching. So somebody thought it saw something.
2: Somebody's oh. getting sacked today, then they?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think <laughs> I mean, I doubt a that. None, none of them. None of them are giving the slightest bit of a shit about that challenge. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, yeah, but... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the harshest sack in ever. If go, yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> are, you, are you sure about that challenge, mate? You yeah, know, you you can yeah. get stuffed.
2: Drop get stuff. the ball, then <laughs> you there, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: And then I think, yeah. like, nah. as the second half kind of like started, one thing which seems surprising to me is, and I know that kind of everyone says on TV, the one thing you can't question is like people's Effort and like toughness, but did the Chiefs not seem really flat to you? Like, it seemed like only Mahomes was the really the one who kept going, who never gave up, who even really looked like he cared. Like, Travis Kelsey ordinarily is like one of the biggest people pointing forward, all that sort of nonsense. Tyree Kill, a little bit similar, and I know that they didn't really get in the game to begin with, but like, they just seem so flat. Like, almost like complacent I think like you would never have thought that the Chiefs were the team who had recent Super Bowl experience and that the books only had two people with Super Bowl experience or three people I mean many the, years.
0: the ones that the ones that turned up the they, they were the guys that turned up didn't they Gronk and Brady and they didn't make a difference
1: but then like for, um, with the Chiefs it looked like they were never really properly prepared like were they too complacent? Were they too cocky going into the game, thinking that it was all wrapped up, it was going to be easy? Like it just seems really bizarre.
2: The way I see, the way I saw it was Tom Brady, obviously, is Tom Brady. We knew what Tom Brady could bring. The the Books clearly planned for the Chiefs. The Chiefs didn't plan for the Books. The Chiefs just thought we've been the Chiefs for two years. We're gonna carry on being the Chiefs. Mm. I didn't think I didn't see any game plan to try and pressure Tom Brady. To try and put him under pressure to make to make him force throws into tight gaps. So was no, 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 no making Tom Brady use, use his legs. How is this not a thing? By the way, he, he can't is, use his
1: legs. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. But make him then. If you if you've got you've got a defense there. You've got Chris Jones. Make him use his legs.
1: Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's like he was getting the ball out so quick, and like the offensive line played really well. So they did. They did again, like where I said earlier my problems halfway through the season were the coaches and the offensive line. And before the start of the season, I don't know how many times I said, it was probably four or five times an episode. The offensive line are going to be the downfall of this team. And they were probably like the third biggest strength. Like, Christian, they, Christian they,
0: what, highest when, player,
1: he? yeah, like he he's only given up one sack all year. He's been incredible on the right side. Marpet makes such a difference when he's in. Jensen is great and plays with a hell of a lot of intensity. And then Stinney, who before his first star in the playoffs had only had forty six offensive snaps. It's been incredible as well. Like, yeah, he got beaten by Chris Jones a couple of times, but who isn't going to get beaten by Chris Jones a couple of times. But like Brady had there was some times when Brady had so much time to throw the ball, so much time for the plays to develop. And then even when he didn't even when he didn't, sorry, he had his people underneath open, whether it was Gronk, Fournette out the backfield or Cameron Brake with a couple in the second half, like know so like everything did seem to go perfectly for the books they did have a little bit of luck nothing was going the chief's way but they didn't look like they had enough energy out there they didn't look prepared enough like it was very very surprising and like where we said how Mahomes was kind of like the only one who never looked like he gave up i can't believe that there was only three sacks like he was pressured on like 50 percent of his dropbacks he ran 500 400, no, 497 yards of Scrambling before throwing the ball.
2: What?
1: Yeah. So they, they they measured it, and he had 497, 497 yards of scrambling around before throwing the ball, which is the most of anyone this season. <laughs> he he also has the second most, which was in the game against the Raiders when they lost. So that speaks to a problem that the Chiefs have to address going forward. But um, I've lost my point. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Useless. A little bit, I'm still I'm still yeah. a bit drunk. Um. But yeah, the, like the fact that he only had three, he only gave up three sacks was incredible. Like he got hit a bunch. Um, some of those hits towards the end as well. Like there was one with, like four or five minutes to go with Sue and Cameron Gill, who just looked like they destroyed him. There was one where he was sandwiched between, I think it was Sue it's again, three, Devin, Devin and White JPP. And, Sue, yeah. and then Devin White came in and like folded him <laughs> <laughs> over as well. Like some of them did look pretty nasty. The fact that he kept coming up, the fact that he threw a ball. From the thirty-yard line, whilst he was in yeah. mid-air going to the ground, <laughs> and then it up. went through Devin White's hand and then hit his receiver in the face. Like he was incredible in this game, and you saw some tweets of people like blaming him. Like, did they idiots. watch the what? game? The did they idiots. know what was happening? Like, yeah. Um, I thought he had. Yeah, there was a lot of incompletions, but he had absolutely no help from his receivers. What was it Sammy Watkins? Did he even have a catch? Um. Does this like not? No, no one else turned up.
2: Does this not make what Brady's done even more amazing? Because obviously they said, oh you know, Brady. You know, he he he's just done it on his own. You can see that Mahomes on his own was nothing. Oh, Indeed. Wait. You need not nothing because, like, there was yeah.
1: he, he. He still played quite well, I think. Like, but, yeah, but he... the
2: team did nothing. It's nine points the all game. So yeah. He can be amazing all he wants. Like, like when, not comparing it to this directly, but like when you have one star player, like McCaffrey, McCaffrey, when he's playing for the Panthers, one star player doesn't win the game. You need the, the back backup cast and the books It was everybody. Like, there was I can't remember one bad player. It wasn't no, one bad. player who thought, "Oh, you didn't play that well."
0: No, the, the, especially secondary. I mean, like you said, they blanketed. It was a good game plan as well, like you said. But the the players just came out. Carlton Davis had a much better game. Murphy bunton has been class all. Murphy bunton, by All playoffs. He's been so good yeah. in playoffs. Um, and then even like like I said, even linebackers covered really well. White got his interception, well, obviously. David, I thought was should class.
1: have had two. Devin White should have, have had, two. had two. He, he dropped to, one. That was yeah, the one that went. Um, Mahomes incredible throw. But like yeah. Devin White. Like, he probably should have been the MVP. So he had yeah. 10 tackles an interception. Should have had that second one that went through his hands. Like, in the playoffs, he led the team with 38 tackles, two fumble recoveries, two interceptions as well, and he missed the wild card game. Yeah, never
2: get yeah. Never, never never getting yeah. a MVP when Tom Brady's on the field, like. no, no, yeah, never I know
1: that.
0: I, there's a few players out there that could have got it. Gronk had a good game, didn't like, he? There, yeah. plen- there were plenty of players that could have won it, but yeah, you're right, Brady was always getting it, because it's just... It's yeah. a league,
1: isn't it? But it is. like uh, with Gronk, he had like his two best games of the year, both against the Chiefs. Yeah. So I think in the Chiefs in Week Twelve, he had like hundred yards and at least at one touchdown, and then again, like they he couldn't stop him. Like we did, we we pointed out that the linebackers were a big weakness for the Chiefs, and that one of the tight ends for the Bucs was going to have a big day. It was it Rob Gronkowski. True.
2: Yeah. Well, it came true. Rob Gronkowski obviously led the lead led the team in receiving with sixty seven yards. So like it wasn't like uh, they only three
1: the, for two hundred odd.
2: Yeah, two yeah. uh, two hundred and one. So like like you had you had Chris Godwin there, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, and Wow. What did Godwin have? What did he, have? he had, he had two had receptions two for, for nine, nine
1: yards. He, he wow. very
2: quiet, Godwin. Only. Mike I mean, Evans had I mean, one I mean,
1: for thirty and a bunch of penalties that would have given him some extra yards. That's true as well. True.
0: I mean, but Lennon Fournette touchdown
2: as well. Lennon yeah. Fournette playoff Lenny was the second leading receiver on a team.
1: No, he had like he he had another good game. One hundred and twenty odd scrimmage yards, wasn't it something? Like by the that.
2: way, that touchdown. Yeah. You know, people were saying, "Oh, it was easy." No, he made that look easy.
1: No, no the, no, the touchdown. The Did touchdown was—he was, was untouched. The yeah, touchdown was made, made, made.
2: Yeah, but yeah, but he was—he made. There's no, no, himself... the guy
1: that made that touchdown. I've got this written down, Harry. Ali Marpet, <laughs> the left guard that I love. He makes a big difference on that line. He pulled out and blocked the and blocked the only man that could have taken out Fournette. So yes, Fournette obviously navigated through those holes, but there wouldn't have been a hole there in the first place if it wasn't for Marpet kicking out. And the fact that he was then the first person to catch up with him in the end zone and celebrate with him, great. like showed how they, obviously he did his job incredibly well for that.
2: Would you want him to come back now, Fournette? Uh, Think of
1: the price, he at the price like, you want because you shouldn't pay a running back. Like if he wants a multi, a, if he wants a multi-year deal <clears> with a lot of money, then absolutely not. But did if he you wants to see... come back on a one-year deal that's cheap. Then
2: what? Well, what if he wants a multi-year deal year. on like three, four million a year?
1: No, I mean I don't really think you should pay a running back by that. Yeah, do like that. But... Yeah, Did you not see the last 20? Scott.
0: Yeah, last 20 um I think the last 20 the re- leading rushers in the Super Bowl the most have been paid is Fournette this year at 2 million. Like you just there's no reason to pay running backs anymore if you look at how much value you get out of people. I think the average salary for them for the last 20 years were like 700 grand for the leading rusher in the Super Bowl.
2: Really? It's, it's often rookies,
0: yeah. isn't it? It's, it's rookies. It's, it's the last piece of team. Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned McCaffrey earlier, didn't you? Teams, don't, you don't start by paying a, a running by McCaffrey and there's
2: nothing else around him. Yeah, you've got, a point. You you've got a point. You've got a point. You've uh, got a point. I've got to say to Fournette, I know he's listening. Definitely is. Uh, of course he is. I was a big fan. I was a big fan, and then this year <laughs> I, I, I lost. I lost all faith in him. He was, he was down in the pit for me, if I'm honest. And then he's proven me wrong. He's come back and he's basically shown the world that he can actually play running back. So fair play to the boy. I mean, he definitely does take my word seriously. So, yeah, I'll, I'll apologize yeah. to him.
1: He's had a great playoffs. I won't apologize to him, but he's had a great playoff. Thanks, Lenny. From.
2: Smug fucker.
1: <laughs> it's funny,
2: though. <laughs> it's funny, though. <laughs> Gents, is there anything else you want to cover on the Super Bowl? We could yeah. be all day with Tom. I, mean, I do. Do, do Go you on think
0: Antonio? Do you think Antonio Brown? Now he's got cool. his Super Bowl touchdown. Do you think he's a Hall of Famer? His career. I know he's a mm-hmm. dickhead. He's not going to be like first ballot because he's a knob. But is he? Uh, is he locked to the Hall of Fame with his
1: I think he's a tricky one, isn't he? Because yeah. I think yeah. they will take him in the off-field stuff into consideration. Like yeah, if you talk right. all of that off, then he's an absolute first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't really think there'd be much discussion about it. You but- will get him he's been a bad teammate how many times did tio have to wait to get in because he was supposedly yeah. a bad teammate even though he played a super bowl with a broken leg or whatever it was yeah did you and uh yeah. had a great game as well um antonio brown doesn't seem to be like a particularly good teammate person so i think it would be pretty hard for him to get in
2: i don't think
1: he'll get I in i wouldn't vote if i had the chance to if i was one of those people on the Board or whatever it is, they have to to discuss and vote people in. I I, I wouldn't vote them in. Nah, no, I wouldn't. Be I mean,
0: I, I'm bi- I'm a bit of Raiders fan anyway. It cost us a few draft picks, and never fucking played, but you know that's <laughs> that's maybe a better. But I just you know he had his, he had his Super Bowl touchdown. He got his win. He's, he's got a, he's got a ring now, hasn't he? So it seems to make a difference with Hall of Fame if you got a Super Bowl ring. So
2: I just I think it does definitely with like quarterbacks mostly. Yeah, but with sure. someone who is literally. <clears throat> done everything he can to ruin his legacy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. No, fair. Yeah. What,
0: what did you want to talk about, Tom? What was your last point?
1: Um, my last point was uh, Jason Light, so the GM for the books. So he had like a really shit first four years. And I I kind of wondered how he kind of survived. Thought he'd definitely get fired, especially once Dirk Cutter got fired as well. Um, I thought he was definitely going, but kind of like the last three years, he's had some really good drafts. Um, so the second from the last three years, Vita Vale has come in during that time. Um, obviously, we had Devon White a couple of years ago. This draft class has been really good, especially the, the first two picks have been absolutely nailed down with Wirfs and Winfield, both of them who made massive differences during the game. And then he's had some decent free agent additions as well, like with Ryan Jensen. Um, he came in. He, he's been really well. He's he's done really well since he's come in, trading J- for JPP. Who else? Sorry, Ari, your face looks very confused.
2: Yeah. Who else? Other free agents. Well,
1: before I get to those free agents, I was going <laughs> to say all the other ones that he'd done first. Okay. So this was even before. Obviously, he managed to convince Brady to come in, no. traded for Gronk. What are you going to say? Are you going to say Fonar and-, <laughs> and Lenny. Lenny. I mean, I think a lot of those came to like yeah, Brady, yeah. to be honest. Like, I think Brady was as much a part of those decisions. Maybe not as much involved with them because you probably wouldn't want to give a player that much power, but you can definitely see him turn oh, up to like knocking he, on the door and saying, I think we should do thing. this. You, yeah.
2: you do, I mean, you do give him power, mate. If, if Tom Brady comes into your office, oh yeah, and I, says, would,
1: I, I would give him power. Yeah. yeah. yeah but they'll, 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 they'll never say that, with it, would they? Oh,
2: in your Super Bowl, you'll bring in who I tell you. They'll go, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm
1: sure yeah. that is what's actually happening. You just wouldn't admit to it because you probably wouldn't want that to come out that a player had so much power. Yeah.
2: Because
1: the NFL doesn't like that. But yeah, I, I do think after a really tough start, including drafting a rookie, a, a kicker in the second round, he's done well. Um, he's he he has done well. He 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 has built a good team both through the draft, free agency, um, some trades as well. So. Um yeah, I think he's done really good, really good job. And the last point I want to make, because it's my favorite part of the entire Super Bowl, um, Anton Winfield with a peace sign. Oh, I absolutely very fucking good. love that. that, that and I hard, wish that That's there was like good. some sort of consideration to revenge as to like when that flag was flown, the refs could have got together discussed. Well, actually, do you remember back in week twelve, Tyreek Hill did the same thing. To Winfield, and then did a backflip into the end zone and after another touchdown. I think we should let this one slide. Like there should be that into consideration. Um, and it kind of annoyed me as well that Maho, not Mahomes, Romo and Nance on the play call as well were saying how they condone it and they don't like it and stuff like that. They called that game back in Week Twelve. They should remember that that happened. Um, so yeah, that that was my favorite moment of the entire Super Bowl. Um, it was. I, I loved it. I fucking loved yeah. it as well. It was great.
2: Good for him too. Oh, two, right, yeah. Like, really good
1: Like, after the game, like, one of the first people that he saw after it was his dad. So, like, his dad was a a really, really good cornerback, 14 years in the league, undersized, no one thought he'd make it. He had a really good career and never made it to the Super Bowl either. So, like, for Winfield to get there and and win it, like, his his dad looked just as emotional as he did, which was really nice. Brilliant.
0: Have you got a favourite moment, Harry? You got a favourite moment for the game? Uh just just enjoyed staying i up just really there. enjoyed
2: it I'm, I'm not even gonna lie like i just really enjoyed like yeah. I, don't, I don't know it was just uh, i don't know it was really you know what You're i enjoyed the, the, of the week no you know, you know what i enjoyed the most actually at the end of it all when brady went over to Gronk to celebrate and it's like a genuine like friends moment where they like we were talking like like about, his, about the grong's two touchdowns and how he saved it till he gets to the super bowl that like wasn't your generic player celebrations that was two mates, they said, This is what we do, like that's what we do. Oh,
0: yeah, that is similar to mine, yeah. I mean, mine, were, mine was after I didn't even see it on, um, I don't think anyone on broadcast or anything like that, but I saw it on Instagram later. And it, one of the players I'm not even sure which book to play shared it a, pit, a video of Tom Brady in the locker room after. I don't know if you've seen this,
2: That's just chill. Everyone's
0: part, everyone's partying, and he's packing, he's his just bags. like packing, he's up, like, yeah. He's <laughs> like, yeah, he's like I've done this six times now, seven times. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. just another one. <laughs> just, like, just another one's bad, like, isn't it? Running out running out of fingers now isn't it? It's just like, yeah, you
2: know. It's like a lot of collapse. Well, Tom Brady's won a Super Bowl in each of the last three decades. And the way they when they say the start, they say, um, he's the first ever quarterback to win a Super Bowl in each of the last three decades. It's like, yeah. He's not obviously. the first. He's the first and the last to ever win a Super Bowl in three decades. Nobody else will ever do that again.
1: You wouldn't think. I'm you think. One, the, one of the best ones, I think, Scott, you said it the other day, um, where since, or might have been Brett maybe, since Brady started his career, Calvin Johnson's come into the league, yeah. retired, and gone to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> like, crazy. Brady's still going to play another year as well. It like, it's insane. Like, he came in like five years into Brady's career. It's mad. Yeah. Insane. yeah it's, there's
0: it, loads of, there's loads of that. I mean, Charles Woodson just got to the Hall of Fame. He was a college teammate of Brady at Michigan back in like the 90s. It's like, <laughs> it's just
2: <Mad. laughs> It's crazy. He's, 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 he's just a special guy. But the thing is for his kids yeah. too. So, you know, obviously, children of sports stars, like, largely have an, a very very good experience watching their parents perform on the stage but like tom brady's kids have been able to been able to He's... watch past performances and super bowls of his dad oh that was dad been able to attend current super bowls and then grown up in that process until like teenagers and gone that's my dad playing in a super bowl i mean
0: yeah. at this point, Brady's a da- bit first quarterback to have like a grandkid at a Super Bowl. He's yeah. just gonna be there playing at, like fifty-five, <laughs> and he's like a little kid. wrong pitch. Oh yeah, granddad.
1: Oh, yeah, Seven. I think his daughter's held up the trophy as much as any as any player probably. More
2: than any player. <laughs> yeah. Do you know? Uh, so do Do we think that Tom Brady will own a team one day?
0: Yes, I uh, think he will. I think do he. Think so. I think he buys. I think he buys a Pat's off of Robert Kraft. Or inherits it or some shit like that. I mean, not he won't own it himself, will he? But like a Michael Jordan, where he's sort of the figurehead of a company that buys it, kind of thing.
1: Maybe, but yeah, I
0: think he'll. Um, I think he'll be in charge.
1: Not so sure. I can imagine
0: that more than coaching. I can't imagine to to coach. I can't see him coaching.
1: Coach. I don't think he'll do anything. (laughs) He'll just fuck off to Brazil. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I
2: mean, you would do, wouldn't you? But yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, we could talk about this all day because. Tom's actually smiling, and it's a great moment. Uh, but yeah. there's a few other things that I'd like to cover. So I'm a, I'm a Seahawks fan. I know you guys laugh and say I'm a Browns fan, but I'm a or
1: 100 a Browns fan, mate. I'm
2: a Cowboys fan. So uh, Russell Wilson, and I said this a, a few weeks ago that I think that, that I wouldn't be surprised if he got traded. Wasn't thinking it'd be this soon, but obviously there's talk now that he might. You won't get traded. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Reality is <laughs> the The consensus will be he won't get traded. But I wouldn't be surprised if he got traded this offseason. And I wouldn't blame them if they did. And this does return to Scott's point of why would you pay a quarterback? And I think you do pay your quarterback when you have someone like Russell Wilson. Because, I mean, you can't just... Basically, it comes back to whether your team is in a position to obtain a draft pick high enough to have a quarterback that can come in and replace the, the star that you've got, that'll be good enough. If you're say someone like the Vikings now, you don't you know, and Kirk Cousins was on a contract renewal, you wouldn't just bing Kirk Cousins because oh, I'll just get a rookie because you, it could be any rookie there, and that's just not gonna not gonna work. If if you're the Seahawks and you've got Wilson, that is an unbelievable asset to trade away. Of course, yeah, but
1: you'll get worse. Like you should only trade a quarterback away. If what you're going to get is, but like, if you're not in a position to win, and if what you're going to get back is better, would they get the Lions? Huh?
2: Would they get? I'm not questioning what Russell Wilson's talent. No rookie
1: would come in and do a better job than Wilson. No, but would be? Are
2: you smoking? No, listen, 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 listen. They correct. If he came into this team right now, he wouldn't do better than Wilson because that's just not possible. Wilson makes the most out of a very bad, bad situation behind that offensive line. However. You trade Wilson away, you get one of the top quarterbacks, you get enough picks to rebuild that offensive line and add players to defence. If you trade Russell Wilson
1: away now for good picks, you shouldn't draft a quarterback this year. You should wait at least one year to get a quarterback because you have that quarterback for five years. If you take him now, you're probably going to be three years away from being good. So it's like the Lions this year. The Lions probably shouldn't draft a quarterback this year, I don't think anyway. I think they should look to get of other players at other positions, get better where they can protect him and have weapons around him before then taking a quarterback. You don't and think like...
2: the quarterbacks in this draft are fairly decent? They are, but the point is, what
0: do you have around them? So, like, it's yeah, look exactly Texans, look at Texans now. I mean, yeah, I think gonna... they have
2: got a solid team. The offense isn't bad at all. The Texans is completely different. The Texans have got shit at so all. The Lions... Seahawks have got DK Metcalf. They're... If you've got still a didn't... hideous
1: O-line, like like, yeah, like but you've you could already build said.
2: An, we could build an O line.
1: You've it... shown no ability to build an O-line <laughs> in about the last 10 years. What yeah. makes you think that would change in one year?
0: The O-line is the biggest part of any t- seriously I think if you the you're biggest go, reason there, why
1: there, Bus wants the, to go. Yeah, Correct. it's the biggest
0: reason why any team wins. Look at how well booked O-line did compared to Chiefs. If you yeah. took if you swapped those teams around, those O-line's around, the Chiefs will watch that game. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's if you give my homer's time, it's yeah. over. You, you look at any of these teams that are trying to worry about you know finishing off with a quarterback, it's because they've built an line. Like, well the first not, the Colts, look how good the Colts all line is. They can slot a quarterback in now. And it don't matter how much they're paying for one or two years because they've got a window to win. Yeah. If you go to somewhere like the Jets, well, what's the point? They've got nobody there to, to actually if the if the Jets trade for Russell Wilson and give up fifteen draft picks it's not stupid. Why? What are they going to do? They're just going to be with a, a class player who has nobody to throw to it and no line to stand behind. It, it's
2: just... it wouldn't surprise me if a team like the Colts came in and traded for them. The Colts should be
0: looking at every quarterback available that's sort of in the top, around a top 10 quarterback. Because to be fair, you can sort of make an argument for there's, there's a top two or three. There's, there's like, you know, Mahomes, Rogers, Wilson. Maybe in a couple of years, Watson's part of that. What? Stop <laughs> it, Harry! Listen, if he, if he <laughs> doesn't if he don't if he don't go anywhere and stays at Texans, then people will ever say it because he'll have nothing around him. But if he goes somewhere with some talent, is is anyway? That's whatever. But is he any about, better than Dak Prescott? Yeah, I, that's not against that argument. But <laughs> <laughs> that's not against the argument. But if you if you're a team like the Colts and you can get somebody around you can't get those top three, but you can get somebody in that's a top ten, top five quarterback, then you should be after any of them. Uh, if they can get Watson, if they can get even Wentz is he's not he's <laughs> not no, he's not as good as those, but even somebody that's a, a top ten-ish quarterback would make them a sc- contender. Right. You, you don't right. think you don't think Wentz in that system without a line with those receivers?
2: I mean, I think anyone in that in that yeah, system exactly. would do well. So exactly. I'm not gonna I'm not saying that yeah, because Colts are the offensive line. I, I agree with you, the offensive line is vital. I know we've said it in the past with like when the Cowboys had a great offensive line. Mm. But in this year, if, if anything it's shown to us about COVID or whatever that offensive line has shone this year. Like the Browns improved the offensive line and they improved tenfold. The fact that Baker Mayfield was allowed time in the pocket,
1: magical. So, if you trade away Russell Wilson, and you get say three first-round picks, each of those first-round picks, hoping you'd you, you you want more to more hope that, that they'd be, well, you, you probably would do, but you would, you should probably use at least two of those on offensive yeah. linemen, yeah, probably yeah, before you take a quarterback as well.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I don't think there's, there's the any reason. point in
1: having like, there's, there's yeah. no point having like a good quarterback really if your offensive line is shit. Because you won't get anywhere.
0: That's sure. the reason of these trades will happen, though, because nobody can give up enough picks to then still build a team around somebody that warrants paying the quarterbacks. So once, like Watson and Wilson, you, there's no point because the teams that are trading for them and need a quarterback, They're giving, they'd are they be giving away the rest of the
1: team just to get... I him. think there's more chance that Watson sits out this year than yeah. gets traded. I can imagine that. I
2: think that's I hate, the worst move for, I think.
0: He's giving up a lot of money. I mean, that's a lot of money to give up. I don't. I, yeah, it, it'd
2: be sad to see. Anyway, we'll do we'll do a whole episode on quarterbacks and, and their destinations. But I think. But if uh, you got anything else you want to add, g- gents, or are we uh, are we happy with our Super Bowl review?
1: I just want to say that uh, yeah, Tampa won the Super Bowl, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> <proactive>, <laughs> <It's almost. man. laughs> yeah. Well, Jed, finish on that. So, I yeah. also want to say that Scott, um, going back to Wildcard Weekend, you have shit the bed on the last seven games.
0: Yeah, yeah, he has. How would you feel yeah. about that? Ah, eh, shit
2: happens.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> on that note, gents, we will end the
2: 2020 NFL season. Uh, If you want to catch us on social media, we've got the QuickSnap UK both on Instagram and Twitter, and we have the QuickSnap.co.uk website. Gents, we'll see you in the off-season. Go that going well?